my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. And today we're going to have an amazing conversation with my dear friend, Stacey Lewis. Stacey and I met last year at the Hacking HR conference when we were on a panel together that I was actually moderating on how do we move from insight to action where DEI is concerned. And we were joined by um, two other amazing women who helped us to really move this conversation along about stop talking about DEI drives and start doing. So Stacy's here today because it's been a while and we're going to catch up, see how things are going. And we're going to talk about how we as HR professionals can really start to take control of our HR careers. So Stacy, how are you doing? I am fine, Julie. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And before I get started, huge shout out to you. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of what you're doing. I'm glad to be here with you, but I just want to tell you if I don't get an opportunity, my gosh, you've been such an advocate in this voice in this space uh, Mm -hmm. for the HR professional for that. I want to thank you. You are the best. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's always good when you get feedback like that from your peers um, and people that you deeply respect. And I, I feel that for you. So thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah, well, it's the truth. It is It is the truth. This is an important space. It's an important conversation. Mm-hmm. And so for the, the commitment and the dedication that you are, are taking around this, I greatly appreciate it as being one of those HR professionals. Thank you so much. Well, we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're here to talk about you. So tell, tell everyone, who is Stacey Lewis? What is your HR story? How did you get here? Thank you so much, you know, Julie, uh, for that question. So, you know, in a nutshell, uh, I have 30 plus years of human resources experience. Um, I started out, you know, right out of college um, kind of took the traditional HR route of, you know, recruiting, uh, following all those HR centers of excellence. And uh, my last full-time job or my last captive job was I was, well, I am now the former chief human resources officer for the Port of Long Beach, mm-hmm. the second largest port in the nation. And I am proud to announce that I am the CEO um, and founder of HR Interrupted. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to kind of tell the story of that, but yes. HR Interrupted is yes, a, a consultancy firm that is dedicated to curating uh, leaders who have true grit to unapologetically stand up, challenge those old school, outdated workplace ideologies, principles, and practices that just are no longer relevant. 
And you see, I use the word leaders, Mm -hmm. uh, Julie, because I'm not just going to put that on HR's back. Correct. Everyone is HR Mm -hmm. when it's done right. Mm -hmm. And so I created this organization, this space for this. Um, And so I just, you know, had my journey. I went through all of the pieces of it. One of the reasons, though, I'm I'm passionate about this in in two spaces, uh, Julie, is because when I was coming up through the HR ranks, I didn't have a Julie Turney. Mm. I didn't have a Stacey Lewis. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anyone to to help me navigate those waters. And now looking back on the space of HR, maybe part of that was intentional because we know that in HR space, it's just, it was kind of do what you're told. Don't get make any waves, hire our people, mm-hmm. be good little people, mm-hmm. pat you on your head. And mm-hmm. that's it. And, but I just knew that there was just something more to this. How could we just be obedient little minions when we're responsible for the organization's most valuable asset? Yep. Something didn't click with that. Yeah. So I said, you know what? When I get in a space of influence, impact, and inspiration, I'm really going to change the game to my level that I could, right? Mm-hmm. I always heard when you get a seat at the table, when you get a seat at the table, mm-hmm. I got that seat at the table. And I'm telling you now, Julie, that's why I'm even more passionate. There's a seat, there's a table at every level. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to be talking to our, our, our HR I call them our pops, our professional, our people, operations, operations professionals, professional. right? Our pops about how you navigate that. Mm-hmm. So this is just 30 years, public, private sector. We can get in all of that. But the most important thing is just being in the space now with it, of HR Interrupted to really curate those leaders mm-hmm. who they're ready to, they're, they're ready to go down. They're ready to go down for the cause. Yes. It's not a comfortable place. That's right. When you think about, okay, what hill are you ready to die on today? This is your hill, Stacy. It's my hill. And I, anybody who wants to come and be a, a, a part of it, and we'll talk about later about what we offer, but just like you, Jerry, that's why I'm so proud of you. And I'm so honored to be in your space that you are taking the mantle mm-hmm. and being the voice and creating space for our HR leaders. And I'm not going to say it's all bad because it's not all bad. It's not all bad, but there it's is, not. it is definitely a day of reckoning. Exactly. Exactly. There, there just comes a moment in your, in your life and your career where you recognize what your calling is. Right. A lot of us don't, answer our calling but I had to answer mine because I and I tell this story all the time of when I knew it was time for me to start HR at heart there was this voice that I kept hearing for months in my head saying every time I got up to go to work to go into the office it would say what are you doing Mm -hmm. this is not this is not your calling why are you here this is not where you're supposed to be and every time I did a talk Every time I taught a different class, I would hear that voice saying, this is your calling. Or I would hear knock, 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 (laughs) you know, (laughs) knock, knock. And then there's only so long that you can avoid that. You can avoid it because that knock gets louder and louder and louder. 
Same story with myself. Mm-hmm. I started HR Interrupted a while ago, but it was probably about six months ago. My husband was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tell the story real quick. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been, ha- I've had such the pleasure and the honor to speak nationally, encouraging, especially HR professionals to live their best life. Give yourself to have permission in front of the line. Be willing to check out and take care of yourself, manage your mental health. Mm-hmm. And then it was time for me to answer that call. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, Julie, how I'm going to work part time in the morning and then take him to his treatment. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, this is what I'm going to say. The HR God said, <laughs> you are the biggest hypocrite. Ever. Don't you put yourself on another stage telling people to give themselves to have the permission to, front, to move to the front of the line. Uh-huh. And the person that you say moves means the most to you, needs you, and you trying to navigate. Girl, mm-hmm. bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Don't nobody want to hear it from you anymore. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Call my boss the next day. And I said, I need to take a leave of absence. I've already always been ambitious. I was yeah. just kind of figuring some things out. Just like you, I was about to go back. And I just heard... His voice, I was getting dressed, retire. I'm like, oh my God, wait, 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 no, wait. Retire, follow, do what you love. Take mm-hmm. the take the handcuffs off. Yes. I just said, okay, if I'm supposed to do this, I need some things to line up. That was on a Monday, Julie. By mm-hmm. Thursday, I got the call that I needed to make this happen. And I'm here. So yes. Keep telling that story. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people getting that voice. Julie. Getting that voice and don't listen to that voice at all. And it's so funny because when I got that call that said, you know, and I got called into that meeting and they were like, oh, we're moving your position. Here's your severance. And I was like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and I just got up and left. Like there was something that day that I knew that this was going to be my last day. And I packed my desk I'd, I'd already, I checked out like months ago and mm-hmm. slowly, but surely, you know, all the stuff that you kept that would keep you comfortable in your office. I'd started to move out all of that stuff because the voice kept saying to me, you need to get uncomfortable in here because if you don't get uncomfortable in here, you ain't going where I need you to go. That's right. That's right. So I and- had to start unpacking, taking away stuff and putting it and taking it home with me. I did all that. So that when that call came and that day came and that meeting came, I don't know if people figured in the meeting, like they were uncomfortable. I was happy. Like when I walked (laughs) through that door, I was like, they were like, oh, you're leaving already. And I was like, yeah, like, (laughs) hear everything. Go ahead. Bye-bye now. And that was it. And I I had started HR at Heart like four years before. Yes. So I'd been doing HR at heart. I've mm-hmm. always had that entrepreneurial spirit. So I'd been, I had created HR at heart four years ago and I was doing stuff related to HR at heart for four years before um, the last year, the year or the season of me moving into my year of yes, right. yeah. I was already putting things in place. I was moderating hacking HR panels. I was creating HR sound off in the background, ready to let it go. So in 2019, when all of this happened, I was like, well, now I'm ready. Everything's here. Podcast is here. Talks are happening. Everything's happening. Everything was like falling into place. And I was like, you know what? I, you know, Julie, I appreciate the statement that you said about getting uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 
we we call that something different, right? We call it something different. However, when you have a calling and a passion, Mm -hmm. no matter what you try to do, if it's your real purpose, it's going to gnaw at you. And so either work is going to start looking different, Mm -hmm. you know, things that you normally could do with your eyes closed are going to seem a little challenging, right? Because you're not answering your why. And I think that is so important to mm-hmm. the to the audience that is listening now. Everybody has a why. Everybody. Now listen, Julie T. I got you, Julie T. I get it, right? I'm not going to tell anybody not to feed your family. Right. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to tell you to go into financial uh, ruins. But here's what I will say, Julie. People have done a lot more with a lot less. Oh, yes. Okay, so let's be honest about this, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I talk to in this space are like, Stacy, you left that amazing job, amazing benefits, you know, nice income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, I, you did. I did. But what the but what I have now, uh, people have done a lot more, a lot less. And I make the joke. Well, that just means that my son can't get a pair of Yeezy slides anymore. Every time we go to the store, right? That's all that means. Mm-hmm. I can't drop a hundred dollars at Target when I went in just to buy some dishwashing liquid. Mm-hmm. That's all that means. Yes. But I'm so, I'm so glad that I went to the end of the cliff and jumped. You are That's so beautiful. right. And I always remember, I have so many mentors in my head, but if ever in any day in my life I get to meet them I want to thank them so much but I have so many mentors in my head and the one that just came to my mind when you said what you said was Steve Harvey and I always remember watching a video with I love how he's how he does those videos either at the end of his shows where he's talking to the audience Mm -hmm. he gave this speech one time to his audience after a show where he said you know you sometimes you just have to jump. You just got to jump. Sometimes you just have to jump. And it's sometimes we're so in our head and we're so afraid about what if we fall. But if you have that parachute and you trust, jump. It will it will work itself out. And just what you said, I think I'm happier now even though I don't have a salary that comes in every month. Right. I am happier now than I was when I was working a full-time job. And I will say this very briefly, before, and then we will move on. <laughs> I started my podcast with $0. Yeah. I wrote my book with $0 and published my book with $0. Yeah. I never hired a publicist. I wrote my book. I learned how to write my book. I wrote it. And I learned how to publish it watching TikTok videos and YouTube videos, zero dollars. I learned how to find people that that I could network with and affiliate their products and services Mm -hmm. by watching YouTube videos and TikTok videos. I started my business with my severance. Yes, but everything that I did and put into it was pretty much with zero dollars and and anyone that the way that the world is structured now is in us we are in a space now where we can create and innovate for zero dollars we are in that space it doesn't take a lot for us to create stuff it doesn't 
What it does take is a will. Will. It takes a drive. It yes. takes fortitude. Mm-hmm. You have to want it as much as you eat. Exactly. That, that's all that's all that it takes. That's all it takes. I mean, and we could do a part two on this about just sure. what are we placing our priorities? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I tell you that story about that my husband, but that really pricked my heart yes. because I'm encouraging and telling everybody, give yourself permission to be in the front of the line. Your HR pra- you know, practitioner, mm-hmm. your health is important. Today might be the day that you say, I'm not coming in. Online say you sick. It's not a sick day. It's a I'm mean not- day. I'm not coming in today. I'm not coming in today because I get when I am there, I yeah. give you 180 mm-hmm. percent. But then when it came to my time to do that, mm-hmm. I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. That's why I had to take a step yes. back and say, mm-hmm, "Honey, the movie mm-hmm. and the script got a match." Correct. So, Correct. So it takes time, and nothing happens if you don't do the work. So you right. can't expect progress if you don't do the work and you can't expect progress if you don't answer your calling you will always feel stuck and you will always feel frustrated and I think a lot of times as HR professionals we think that our focus has to be solely on the organization whether we are single devoted to our job or we have a family and devoted to our job our priorities at some point in time get so skewed as hr professionals if you're married and you or you have a partner you lose your identity within that partner if you become a parent you lose your identity in your children if you are an hr professional no matter what you're going to lose your identity in those ways but then you lose it in the organization mm-hmm. and you become hr that's right. No, nobody ever in my history of working in this profession has referred to me as HR because I can make it completely clear. I am not defined by what I do. That's right. And what I bring to the table. Right. Because if that's the case, then we should be calling everybody in the organization HR. Uh-huh. Everyone. See, that that's why what the work that you're doing and us collaborating and the work that so many uh, outstanding individuals in this space doing, we're changing the narrative. narrative. Everyone is HR. Mm-hmm. There is an HR ecosystem and we all play a role. I was talking to you earlier. Mm-hmm. HR is the heart and the foundation, right? You got to think it. of it as body. That's we're it. the heart. We're the foundation. Mm-hmm. But a heart can't survive without a body. Yeah. So everybody is the organization are arms and legs. It's the body. Everybody has a part to play. Everybody has a part. And so, and that's sometimes we miss it because we say, oh, HR didn't do this or HR didn't do that. Are we going to blame HR? Mm-hmm. But you know why the heart started ble- stop bleeding, beeping? Because you ate a lot of fast food, body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a role into that. That's why the heart stopped. Yep. We died because you ate too many fast food. You didn't want to exercise or you did something to impact the heart. Yes. I'm going to take care of you, but you got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. We, we, and we have to, my plight is to really just get everyone as HR. We have, we all have centers of excellence and expertise, yep. but we all are HR. And that's why when you hear about HR interrupted, I'm not just going to say HR professor, I'm curating leaders. Yes here to here who unapologetically mm-hmm. take this message forward and protect each other yes. for the asset of the organization. Oh my goodness. Okay. Listen, all I can say at the end of that is amen. <laughs> That's where we are. Oh yes. And, and this space that we are in 
is an amazing space. And we are about to get a lot louder and we're about to really shake up HR the way we're, that it needs to be shaken up. And we're going to get louder with expertise mm-hmm. and credibility. Yes. And we're not just going to know our own disciplines of HR. We are going to know the business. We are going to know finance. We're going to know our p We're going to know everything about the business. Yep. Because if we do that, then we fit into that part of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And then, right? So... And then when we know finance, so let's just use this for an example. There might be a training that wants to be done. We were talking about this on our panel um, yes. for um, Hacking HR. This, mm-hmm. You know, there might training might want, finance might want to offer training. In times past, I'm just going to be 100 with you. What would happen is the HR person would say, okay, finance, what do you want to do? We want to do a training on finance, okay? Mm, here, you know, tell us a little bit. And we would go out. We would get all the training. We would do all. We would do all of that. No, stop. That's not what it is. No, finance wants to do a training. Correct. Okay, we partner with them. Let's learn about what they're trying to. You know, what is the mm-hmm. operation? What's the software? What is it? They are the SMEs, and then let's support them in that space. Correct. But in that, everybody's getting offended. Well, we're HR. We're responsible for training. Uh, mm, oh. I want you to pivot that. Correct. No. You are a collaborator to create a space that the end user, which is the employee, uh-huh. exactly. exactly. Got to change the whole mindset journey. Absolutely. I like, I like Jay and Turney journey. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. I did, I did a post about that just the other day where I said, you know, stop doing and start coaching. I saw that. And as HR, we have to stop doing for people. We need to start teaching people. And I saw someone responded in the comments and was like, sometimes when I'm coaching them, I feel like it takes longer and I just don't have the energy around that. It's not about whether you have the energy around it or not. And maybe it means that you need to figure out if you are actually coaching because coaching shouldn't be painful. It shouldn't be painful. painful. Not for you as a coach. Right? And they should really be coaching and collaborating. Exactly. Right? Because in the collaboration, everybody is seeing both sides. Correct. So, love that post. I'm looking, this, my finance manager wants to offer, you know, some performance management training for, I'm coming in as having an expertise about human behavior. They're coming in, having expertise about finance. Let's collaborate together. Mm-hmm. And, right. Because they sometimes get frustrated with us. Yeah. And, space because we don't know the business so they can say the same thing conversely all you know is hr and we know that because that's how they treat us exactly that mess that we never even asked to weigh in on the beginning had you talked to me in the beginning i wouldn't have to clean this up right it's a complete mindset but i'm excited happening i am excited for you stacy and i'm wishing you all the best on this journey. I will be in tune to it. I will be shouting from the treetops. I'll be supporting you and I will be your ally through this journey. So for sure, I'm looking forward to whatever you bring to the table going forward. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on. I know, I think I was supposed to answer a question, but I think the conversation was so It was good. It was good. I'm going to ask you this. Yes. What are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think other HR professionals would enjoy? Doesn't have to be HR related. In fact, I love when it's not. <laughs> wow. So I am, um, when I, great question, when I created HR Interrupted and now I'm moving to my next space, mm-hmm. I really like St- 
Steve Jobs mm. and the, the, the mentality yes. of, of a person who could create such a conglomerate like Apple. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm most, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of rhetoric and narrative around how he treated people and all of that. And that, you know, that was probably true. May not, I'm, but that's not my focus. My focus is he told his leaders, we're not getting into printers. We're not, we're going to do a few things well. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm focusing on, right? Because when you start doing a lot and getting out of space and getting out of your lane, you cause accidents. accidents. Yeah. So as putting the, you know, bringing HR interrupted and the momentum, Stacey, what are the things you're going to focus on? Because HR space is so large, right? Mm-hmm. So my mission is to curate leaders who have true gift to unapologetically, right? Uh, stand up for question, pivot, right? So in that, I'm going to only do a few things well. You know, what does your equity inclusion strategies look like, right? That's one of the areas. Really um, talking about the HR ecosystem. Yeah. What is that? And then talking to incoming, not even incoming, or HR professionals and telling them the days of, because the question used to be, why do you want to get into HR? Because I want to be a people person. I need you to go be a Walmart greeter. Mm-hmm. This work is serious. Yes. So talking about design thinking, mm-hmm. what is the next thing? Moving away from the barriers of a college degree, right? We got to change the fate. People yeah. are not going to wait for the public sector. Let's just say that. We're not going to wait five months for you to establish lists for us to get a job. Mm-hmm. Really coming in. So I'm Steve Jobs. I'm just doing a few things well, uh-huh. so I'm just that. Nice. So the Steve Jobs biography is big for you. Yeah. Awesome. Like that. What's the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Oh, man. <laughs> How much time you say I have? No. Uh, not <laughs> much. <laughs> you talked about it a little. Um, I think it's starting to change a bit, but that HR is just this necessary evil, mm-hmm. this principal office. Yes. Right. That, that's the mis- misconception that we are just people who are puppets. Mm-hmm. And that's so not what we are. Conversely, I need my people in this space. I need them to, and this is not an offensive, but it's just true. Yeah. Show your worth, show your value. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm talking to HR professional Stacy, well, if I don't get the support from upper management, I can't do bullcrap. You can. Your voice has to matter, right? Use your voice. The problem is typically in HR, because we're people, people, mm-hmm. we want to be liked. Yeah. Not gonna happen. When you do this work right, Julie, Julie and I know you are not gonna be like not gonna be liked. You're the popular person at all. You got to be okay with that because you got to know it's for the good of the organization's most valuable asset, mm-hmm. human capital. Mm-hmm. But well, true story. I was at a Sherm conference. Johnny Taylor's the president at the time. This was a couple years ago. He said he gets a phone call on a daily basis for organizations looking for CEO. They want somebody with HR background because we know how to make decisions. Yeah. So if people are recognizing externally mm-hmm. that we have a voice, people let's get let's that's get it. at it to get at it exactly let's get at it so yes. that's the misconception that we just docile yep we need to own our space but you know what it happens because a lot of us 
the majority of us, because I want to say absolute majority, have been traumatized. Absolutely, we have. Abused by organizations. And because of that abuse, we don't know how to identify. So when we get another role where an organization is saying, yes, I got your back, whatever you need, I'll give it to you. We don't know what that looks like because we've been treated bad for so long we're, we've never resolved our trauma because as HR professionals, why would we go to therapy or right, <laughs> because we are the therapists and we are the coaches and we know right. it all. And so we don't want to go get that support. And the, all of those things are what lead to what you just said, which is why we don't go get it, which is why we don't own it, which is why I do what I do because again, to support HR professionals in finding a safe space to heal from that trauma and then own their narrative, own their narrative and understand their ask and get what they need to do their jobs effectively. Because I've conversely spoken with leaders and and heard them say, well, you know, gosh, I didn't know that that's what they needed. I didn't know that that's what it took to run the HR department. Of course, you didn't know. And you didn't have the HR person to articulate it. Right. Well, let right. me help your HR people right. to right. articulate that so that you will know and you can do better. We can't expect people to know and do better if they don't know. And, they, and you know, Julie, it's such, to me, it's such an oxymoron mm. because in HR, we encourage our leaders to have conversations with their employees, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about performance management. Mm-hmm. We talk about employee relations. We create strategies, right, to deal with, um, to manage performance and yeah. to make sure that the employee's voice has been heard. But the one space that employees' versus voices have not been heard has been HR. And, it, and you're right, there's so much trauma in the way we've been treated. I was in HR 30 plus years. I could tell you some stories. Mm -hmm. I understand that. However, Julie, you know, when you know better, you do better. Better. And I'm honest. A lot of times I didn't speak up because I was worried about the next promotion. I'm going to talk real with you. Like I didn't want to be at some point. Here was what was going to happen, Julie. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I probably wasn't going to get the promotion anyway. So mm-hmm. then why not speak that voice? Right? Yes. Why not really be active? And I know people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, Stacy and Julie need to get off of this podcast because they're in la la land. Mm-hmm. No, we're not because I've seen it happen. Yes. I've seen it happen when you say what needed to be said in the room, everybody's quiet. See, that's the cover in the HR. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You, you can say what needs to be said. But I don't want to not be liked. I don't want to. They still saying that you're not. Yeah. We're not productive. We're ineffective. So hey, kick the door down and do what you need to do. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. I love it. Just, just you, get it done. And as a side, as you said, any HR person who's been for a new job, um, I'm encouraging you and negotiate a therapist and a coach. Okay. Thank you. Thank. Say that again, Stacy. Because any H, well, anybody. But if you're in an HR in an leader, HR role. Mm-hmm. You negotiate in your new contract, a therapist and a coach. Thank you. Out Thank the you. Game. And if they're not willing to give you two of those two spaces, I'm going to tell you right now, that is not the organization for you. you. No. And negotiate additional PTO time. As a matter of fact, 
ask for unlimited PTO time. Because you know what's happening, Julie? I'm going mm-hmm. to be real 100 oh, on yes. that. Executive people are asking for all of this and more. And uh-huh. the organization is not even flinching. No. They're not even flinching at the ask. And you know what? The HR people are seeing it because they're a part of the process. Correct. And we're sitting there and we're stewing or we're so mad that all of these things other people are getting and we're not getting them, but we're not asking for them. We're not asking. And if they say no, then you know what? I'm not going to tell anybody not to feed their family. I'm not (laughs) going to ever say that. But think, think it through. Through. Have not because we ask not. Yes. Uh Mm. (laughs) Uh-huh. That came out of the big book. <laughs> shut up in my bones, Stacy. Shut up in my bones. Thank that you. came out of the big book. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stacy Lewis, thank you so much. And with that, you have survived your time in the sound thank booth today, you, my baby. friend. Thank oh, you so much for being here. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for allowing me to come and share this space with you. Again, Julie, you are in a, you are just doing amazing work. Thank you. Don't stop. Don't stop. Please become, stop. you know, part of what I, an HR interrupted. I was called, you know, the, the, the in network, right. You just, you just the in right mm-hmm. network, kick the door down. Yes. Kick the door down. Somebody mm-hmm. behind you is going to come. It's going to hurt your foot a little. Some people going to be on the side pushing for you not to kick it down, but kick it down with credibility Kick it down with curiosity. Yes. Kick it down with grace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But more importantly, kick it down. Wow. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I A M Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next sound off.